Hello, and welcome to the Creativity Snippets podcast with myself, Barbara Wilson, and Tracy Stanley. We're passionate about encouraging creativity and are co-authors of the book, Creativity Cycling, Help Your Team Solve Complex Problems with Creative Tools. I live near Nice in the south of France, and Tracy lives in Brisbane, Australia. We started recording our monthly conversations at the beginning of 2020 to provide information and inspiration on applying creativity to all aspects of your life. Now, in our last podcast, which we published a month ago, we looked at the first five principles around creativity, which Austin Cleon proposes in his book, How to Steal Like an Artist. Today, we're going to discuss the last five. So, Tracy, would you like to kick us off? Yes, I would. Thank you. And good morning, Barbara. Good morning, good morning listeners. Good morning. <laughs> so the number six in uh, Austin Cleon's 10 tips about stealing like an artist is to share your work, do good work and share it with people. And I'm, I was just reflecting that, you know, in the last 20 years, we younger people may take for granted the fact that the internet gives us access to the entire world. And so it's very easy to share your work with a wide audience. So that's one thing. The second thing is that Austin Kleon talks about it doesn't, what you share, while he says it needs to be good, it doesn't have to be completely formed. You, you don't have to have all the dots connected. And indeed, people will enjoy coming with you on this sort of exploratory process as you play with ideas, test and share your learning. It's, it's, in some ways, it's a little bit, if I could draw a power, a little bit like a Twitter conversation. People put things out there, people respond, and there's, there's things that you can add on. And that's that, of course, is another channel where you can increase your discoverability and share what you're doing. So um, I love what he says about, you know, share your passions. You, you don't have to wait till they're well finished. Um, share your failures. It makes you authentic. Um and um, spend time reflecting on what you're learning as you're going along and, of course, share that too. So, so those are my first thoughts on number six about sharing your work with the world and increasing your discoverability. Barbara, what are your thoughts on this point? Um, I think mine are, are really about how hard I find this. <laughs> um, yes, I think it, I, I, I can see how... Uh, you know, doing keep doing good work, improving what you're doing, and and then putting it out and sharing with people is is important. Interestingly, I was I was watching a video by a photographer I'm I'm currently in a program with. I mean, he's he's the the, the leader, and he was basically saying something similar, but he was saying, go out and take more photos, but share less. And I thought that was interesting. So I was kind of reflecting on this and what's, yeah. that, what's that actually about? I think sharing is the hardest part. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with, you know, really work, putting the work in, learning to, to be my best. Um, I'm not so comfortable with putting out and sharing, particularly on when, when it comes to photographs on media like Instagram. Um, and I suppose for me, that's about uh, not not particularly wanting to just go for likes, which is what a lot of people do on Instagram. Um, I want to be doing my best work, which may not necessarily be 
something other people like. Um, sure. And that, that I think is quite important. If we're going, if we're more intent on the sharing in order to get, actually it comes up in a, in the next one, I think, or, or one further on. If we're, if we're sharing in order to get likes or validation, then, you know, we're often not sharing um, what we're really capable of. I don't know if that makes sense. But I think, you know, particularly in photography, I can take nice photos that everyone will say, oh, that's lovely and they'll like. Or I can take creative ones um, that, you know, quite often people won't um, particularly like because they're not to everyone's taste. And it's an interesting balance, yeah. Maybe something I've just, you know, maybe just, so I think that that's just a thought that's running through my head about that. So, however, yes, really. Oh, can I just add something, Barbara? I think yeah. I was just going to say, I, I think it's harder at the beginning when you start doing something, that's when you're nervous and you perhaps overthink it. Um, so, yeah, certainly wait till you feel like, you know, you're talking about, I, I want to feel confident that it's good before I put it out there. But do, you know, do take those steps and put it out there and don't, don't wait too long because starting is the hard bit it's a bit like you know that Goethe quote that we talk about all the time yeah, you know yeah. um, just right. start <laughs> I yeah for me just starting is about just starting being creative which I'm kind of well down the road on so I, I think the sharing is um yeah it's a little bit a little bit different and I I kind of I am I am doing that more in a in um in the realm of working with other other photographs in a in a learning environment um so yeah i know that i have to i have to make that leap um but i i think i'd still come back to this point about you know what why are you sharing and um i think it's important that in order to share you're not um that you're doing your best work or your the, the work that you feel best about rather than sharing something that you know everyone will like that that maybe is a differentiation there mm -hmm. that I'm trying to make so um that's not to say you shouldn't be doing it <laughs> I think it's just reservations I have um so shall I pick up on the seventh principle absolutely that, uh, go ahead Barbara on. so the seventh one is that he says that geography is no longer our master and wow, I certainly agree with this one. The points he makes about this is that you need to build your own world around you. Surround yourself with books and objects that you love. So that's kind of creating your own geography in a way. And then travel, make yourself uncomfortable, see the world differently. And I think that one particularly resonates with me. Um, and you know, well, both of both points really. I do try and surround myself with inspirational things, with books, most of which, when I look at them, I've probably read a couple of pages of um, when when it comes down to it, some of which I've read the whole thing, um, but that's probably rare. The point is that they're there, the titles are there um, for me to look at and, you know, pick one up, get inspiration from reading some of it. Uh, I also get inspiration from having you know, pictures around me, photographs and, you know, some of my photographs and other people's um, photos and pictures. So looking, surrounding yourself with inspiring things, definitely. 
but travel also i think i think you know making yourself feel uncomfortable um or at least shaking yourself up a bit and you know tracy as you and i have recently had a, a conversation about this and about your travel plans for the year um i'm also traveling off a little bit as well this year and um I think it's it's exciting to be doing that. It's exciting to be turning up somewhere new that you haven't been before and just exploring and looking at the world differently. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've both, you know, I'm living in a country that I wasn't brought up in. And, you know, even after 30 years, it still offers me surprises um, every day, in fact. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of thinking of what's going on in France right now. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Tracy, what's your take on this principle? I think, I think if I think about the things that have most influenced me and challenged my thinking, I, I've got to relate it to travel and the invisibility of my socialization and of seeing things as right and wrong because everything inside of my socialization, I I unconsciously assumed was the right way to do things and see things. And it wasn't until I actually was fully immersed in a different framework where people didn't see things and think the same way as I did, that that really made my my assumptions and prejudices really, really clear to me. Um, so, um, so travel is a great shaker-upper, particularly if you sort of you take time to reflect and to you know, and th think about what you're thinking and the judgments that you're making about people and the way they behave or the way they're eating and so forth, or, or, all those all those small things that are the the true, you know, which are, you know, the, the benefits, the delights of travelling. Um, and as we've discovered for the last, you know, two years during COVID, you know, travelling is great, but there's actually through, again, through the internet, there's a capacity to connect to diverse communities all around mm. the world. Yeah. And um, that's another way to shake your thinking up as well. Um, so, you know, think about where you're hanging out and um, think about hanging out in some different places um, and because, you know, they will they will challenge your, your assumptions and your view of the world. And different people. And different people, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, even, I think we've discussed this before, when you're in something, read a different magazine. Like it's, it's amazing how we sort of, you know, we, we kind of read the stuff that we're kind of comfortable with, but... Something small like, you know, well, for me, picking up a golfing magazine, which would be sort of like I have no, it's a completely different world. And looking at the advertisements, you can't kind of get a sense of the the things that are important to people who exist in that world. I'm sorry, I know that seems a bit superficial, but that, that just was the first thought that came to my head. There I am. I'm sharing it out loud. I'm sharing my thoughts. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, yeah, so take time to travel and take time to reflect and take time to note your own reaction when things are really, really different and really challenge yourself in terms of, for me particularly, you know, what, what's right and wrong, what's normal and not normal. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, um he, he, that's a, probably a good lead into his next, um, his next, um, value or how, what would you call them? statements of all this. Principles? His principles. His principles. Yeah. He says, he talks about, well, the world is a small town, so be nice. Um, so that's, I mean, this, this is important. This is what we know, you know, spend time making friends, um, you know, take time to sort of be grateful, you know, be curious and kind, um, be willing to look stupid. You know, that's harder for some of us than for others. Um, don't look for validation, and that kind of, you know, a bit relates to what you said, Barbara, about what are your reasons for sharing your art, for sharing your creativity with the world. 
And uh, one thing that he says that I really like is about keeping a praise file. And, you know, we don't, we seem to sort of get a lot of negative, more negative than positive. So we should really embrace that when someone says, you know, what you've done there is really good and so forth. We should note it, thank them and note it and and keep a track of it. Keep a track of it. Um, I'm reminded of, um, I wrote it down somewhere. There was a, oh, what's it, it was a motivational speaker. That's right, Jim Rohn, who said that we are the average of the five people who we um, hang out with. So pay attention to where you're hanging out and what's the background and influence of those people and how they are influencing you in terms of how you're thinking and indeed in terms of how you're behaving. Barbara, did you have anything more to say on that? Yeah, thanks, Tracy. Um, I just wanted to say that part of the principle um, number eight, which he um, Austin came up with, is curiosity. Um, that's something that I think really resonates with me. So, and it's part, it's linked to, you know, going out into the world, meeting other people, being curious, just being curious of, of, of what's around us, even in our own neighborhoods, go out and look differently, take a different route, be curious about what's happening. Um, I think that, that that's really important to encourage creativity, to see the world differently. Make friends. I think that was also you mm. know, said. Make friends, ignore enemies. Um, but I think that's that's also important. You know, networking, creating your networks um, is is crucial as well. Not and not just networks of people who are in the same domain, but you know, as you say, get out, and meet different people, meet different people from different domains. Um, I think. Yeah, I've mentioned validation earlier, which we we kind of you, you mentioned there. Um, but what I think the other thing I'd say is that one of the things that is really hard is is to um, not look for that. Is to to be, you know, to be encouraged early on through your own kind of. I suppose, excitement and passion. This is something I like doing and not to be put off because, you know, nobody has validated that. I mean, I'm thinking about some of the great artists. If, if Picasso yeah. early on was waiting for validation, then, you know, I'm, I'm sure it took a long time to come. So I think we need to be um, develop somehow a strength in ourselves to be able to, to manage that. Um, so, yeah, can be hard. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, I agree. A lot of artists, particularly if there's a complete change of style, it's it's like a new fashion. It's hard for people to, 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 to readjust and kind of get used to it, and that's normal. And, and it's actually the same with um, a new business idea. If you've got a new business idea that doesn't relate to anything that exists already, people are often curious. I mean, I'm sorry, I meant to say cautious. I'd be cautious because the idea is so new and it's outside their frame of reference. And yeah. it can take a while to build up a level of comfort with yes. whatever that new idea is. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I suppose in that respect, we need our kind of, you know, networks, our, our fan base, um, however small that might be, to, to give us some kind of moral support in putting things out to the world, which is a, a, an interesting thought mm. to start with. So shall I move on to nine? Yeah, nine was interesting because Austin says, be boring. It's the only way to get work done. 
The points he makes here is that it's really important to take care of yourself. And that, again, kind of follows on from what I was saying before. If you're putting things out into the world, if you're networking, if you're if you're trying to work without seeking validation, then you need to have a very good sense of self. Um, you need to be very strong in your core, really. So he's saying, take care of yourself, stay out of debt, keep your day job, establish a routine, keep a diary and a logbook of your achievements. So that that also kind of fits, follows on really from keeping the praise file that that you mentioned, Tracy. That I think if you if mm. you keep an um, a diary of of how well you're doing, keep records of. Um, good things that people have said about you, good feedback you've had. In in my early days, going just back to that one point, I used to keep a folder with testimonials in it. And this is going back to the days when we used to get um, testimonials written, um, either typed out or often written by hand. Or I used to get reports uh, as, a, as a teacher. I used to get, um, or sorry, a trainer. I used to get uh, end of course reviews and I'd keep those. Inevitably, there'd be one person who didn't like what you did, but most of them were were very satisfactory. And those were always useful and, and helpful to look back at. So keep a diary, keep a logbook, keep an, a, a check really on how how well you are progressing. And then you can and you can look back and see how much ground you've covered. So I think hmm. that's, uh, that's that's what I'd say here. Tracy, anything to add? I guess if I reflect on the writing process, you know, when you're at the beginning and you want to write a, I want to write a novel, I want to write a story, and I give myself, you know, huge creativity in terms of elements that I could pull in, um, and then sometimes I might get stuck, which we talked about being stuck in incubation previously. So it could, that could be the absolutely the right time to say, stop, I'm going to put my head down, I'm going to put my timer on for 25 minutes, and I'm just going to write, I'm just going to write, 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 and um work with what I've got. So that's boring, but that actually helps to get the, the job done. And while I'm in that mode, my unconscious is probably still working to fill the gaps in the story that haven't quite made the right connection yet. So there's a time for both sorts of thinking, expansive thinking and um, uh, so, and less expansive thinking. <laughs> so getting something done, getting it done. Yeah. 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 Okay. And sort of... um. Speaking about sort of giving ourselves sort of limitations, I mean, I talked about using the Pomodoro clock just to sit down and to write something. Cleon um, also talks about creativity being subtraction. And he said, sometimes you can do something by choosing what you leave out of it and embracing the limitations. Um, sort of, you know, I think of some examples I could say, well, you can only create this with this color or this product. Or I could say, you're only allowed to combine these two products to make a new product. And what and how does that limitation stir your creativity to really work within the limitations of that framework? So I think it's actually a really good suggestion. Um, and as, as I've already given an example of time limiting. So if you're sort of trying to find your muse and you can't find it, sort of stop and just work on something within the parameters of, of, the, of the timer. Barbara, what, what would you like to add? Yeah, I think this is this is. I mean, what's interesting here is that um, uh, Austin 
says this is creativity creativity is subtraction so i think that was an interesting sort of statement so it it's it is what you're leaving out or you 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 can you know we have to be we have to leave something out we can't do it all and i think that's the point here um i love the point about embracing your limitations uh in, in that respect you know there are there are genres of writing and photography that i just wouldn't or don't want to touch um you know you just won't find me out with the, the long lens trying to capture birds in flight you know it's not I like to say it's not my thing, but it's just not a genre that I'm particularly interested in. Um, likewise, you're talking about writing. I, I've started writing shorter and shorter, which is a great way of limiting things and and being creative with what you've got. So I haven't quite gone down to the 50 words of green eggs and ham, but I'm writing at the moment <laughs> around 500 words um, on a, on short stories every month. And I really enjoy that sort of limitation of, of getting a whole story into um, a, a small number of words. Um, it, it's quite uh, it's quite fun to do as well. So it's it's encouraging. Yeah. yeah so I, I suppose that's what I'd say there. You can't do it all. Choose choose what you want to um, what you want to focus on, and and then just move on and do it. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, you just reminded me, um, I heard this great speaker um, last week. She's an international multi-award-winning author, Michelle Worthington, who writes children's books. She talks about people dismissing them or children's books, or I could easily throw one of those together because there's so few words in them. And she says, well, that's the challenge, making <laughs> making the words really count. And she gave such a great defence of how difficult it is to, you know, to write the story, to have the right story, the crafting of the story and using words that relate to the children and to their target audience. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I think that's uh, that, that, that's interesting that that um, it does take a lot of a lot more skill than I think people would yeah. uh, would give it uh, credit for. So, Tracy, okay. do, you, do, you, do you want to sum up? Okay, all right. So um, I guess if I could just pull three things from our conversation, you know, we started by talking about travel and about using travel to get out of your comfort zone and to, to, to shake up your thinking. Um, we talked about um, hanging out in different tribes and different communities, um, of creating networks. Um, so you can, um, it, it, this is really important in the creative world as well as in the non-creative world. So it's a really great thing to do and it's so much easier now than it used to be and then you know choose what inspires you you, you, you just <laughs> choose what inspires you uh, and surround yourself with things that inspire you um you know color pictures or things from the past that, that make you feel good uh, and they'll put you in a great place to be inclined to be more creative in the future i think that's probably it now we, we as you can gather we, we both i think it's a great book um he talks about how nothing is ever new. There's probably only ever 10% newness in any book. And I think he's actually, his book demonstrates that because you sort of read through it and think, yeah, I've heard that before. But he just, he tells, he shares the message in a slightly different way with beautiful visuals and so forth. So if, you, if you've not seen the book, I'd encourage you, we'd encourage you to um to pick it up from the library or from your local bookshop. And, and also, so thanks for listening in again, everybody. It's great to have you here. If you'd like to learn more about our experiences, you can find me at tjstanley.com and Barbara at barbara-wilson.com. 
And of course, you can buy our book, Creativity Cycling, Help Your Team Solve Complex Problems with Creative Tools. And it's available on Amazon, Google Play and Book Depository. So have a very creative evening or a creative day if it's that time in your world now. <laughs> bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, Barbara. Okay, bye, Tracy. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye.